Hello, and welcome to another episode of City on a Hill, a podcast about what it means to be a citizen of heaven and a citizen of the United States. We want to encourage Christians to find their tribe in the church and their hope in the kingdom of God, rather than to seek both in the kingdom of man. So with that, let's get to it today. Well, hello, I'm Eric Estep. And I'm Scott Reevely. And this is the City on a Hill podcast. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Scott. Scott, how you doing? It's April. What is it? April 6th today. Mm-hmm. It's almost tax day. Mm-hmm. Have you filed your taxes yet? Are you kidding? This is so early. <laughs> I'm no psychopath. Oh, man. What, are, what? are you a psychopath? Well, actually, let me just before he even answers that tell you what makes me think this. Jimmy Kimmel says, when it comes to taxes, there are two types of people. There are those that get it done early, also known as psychopaths, and then the rest of us. So there you go. I'm no psychopath. Are you, Eric? Well, in in this category, I am a psychopath, I guess. You'll only own one definition of being a psychopath. In this particular definition, we're going to be very precise. I don't need that soundbite floating around on the internet. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Next time, Eric, run for office. (laughs) Are you a psychopath? Yeah, I can see that happening, can't you? Oh, I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, I am done. It filed. I I like that box to be checked. So if that makes me a psychopath, I don't... It is nice to have it done, no doubt. Yeah. You really like... (laughs) You really like to have it done because you hate people who cheat on their taxes, don't you? They disgust you. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not, this is not the world you want to raise your 27 dependents in, Eric. (laughs) See, listeners, what happens is we we say, what are we going to talk about? And so we, we put together this outline. And then for this particular topic, Scott goes and finds 30 jokes about taxes. You have to find something humorous about it, right? I whittled so, it down to three, and we have so far gone through two of them. Why don't, for, just for the listener's sake, why don't you go through the last one? Because I think it's pretty funny. Well, it's a, it's a church one, you know, so we got to do it. It's, a, you know, it's not exactly a pastor because it's Catholic, I think. But so Father O'Malley answered the phone, and um, the voice on the other end said, Hello, is this Father O'Malley? He said, well, yes, it is. Well, this is the IRS. Can you help us? He said, I can. Do you know a Ted Houlihan? He said, I do. Is he a member of your congregation? Why, yes, he is. Did he donate donate $10,000 to the church? Well, he will. (laughs) Yes, he will. I can just just imagine that conversation on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Hey, Ted. I've had that conversation a few times. No. (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) Wouldn't that that be something? Could you imagine that? Um, No. The people people here are very generous, and I'm very grateful. And uh, I'm also certain that IRS is never going to call me and ask me about them. So it's good. I'm grateful for that. It's good. So it is is tax season. If you... Back maybe, to the point, is yeah. that what you're trying to do? Yeah, maybe this is a reminder for everyone who forgot that that happens. What do we have? Uh, one week. You have one week to do your taxes. If you've not done it yet, you should go do it today. Um, but that's not the reason. This is not just a reminder. It's also No, you have two weeks. Week two, and a half. Does this come out on the 11th? Oh, 
From, you mean from the time they hear it? Yeah, not I'm, the I'm time trying to help them out. I'm trying to get as much time between <laughs> me and tax day as I can. Scott's so. stressing out over here. Like, I what? Get I, this done. I only have a week. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So if you're stressed like Scott, um, it's probably not just because there's paperwork to do, but you might also be frustrated with tax season. You don't like paying your taxes. Um, I, I don't know that I've talked with anyone. We'll say it this way. I don't know that I've talked with anyone that was excited about tax season. Well, I think, Eric... I'm just going to say you might be the closest person <laughs> I've ever talked to who's excited about. I'm uh, not Texas. excited about. I'm excited well, about it being done. Well, yes, but you you actually have a good attitude about it, and that is amazing too. So mm. I commend you on your good attitude, and it's I'm glad to be sitting down talking to you about taxes because I need to talk to someone who has a good attitude. What What would you think is the typical attitude about taxes? Maybe your own or just a general. Oh, um, hypothetically speaking, I'm sure that uh, the record keeping and the figuring out uh, where all the receipts are and the whole process is really frustrating to people, Mm -hmm. hypothetically speaking. Mm -hmm. Like that may have happened to somebody, but never to me. Yeah. And I think it's probably uh, the kind of thing that people don't, um, they don't enjoy seeing their money go away. Mm -hmm. And so... And they want to keep their money. Sometimes they, you know, don't have, a, don't have enough money even. So, sure. yeah, that's that. It's a real thing that the the government takes your money, no mm-hmm. doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're doing <coughs> during tax season, you usually end up doing that math. And and the quirky thing about uh, America in general is that taxes are withheld. So in general, you're th- that has already happened, and you don't know. So the take home pay, you're going, yeah, this is how much money I make. And then you tax season and go oh, I'm, I make way more money than I thought I made, and I never get to touch it. You don't even see it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So th- I think at, at very least there's a desire um, to, hey, I work hard. Why don't I get to keep all this money? And, it, and you're, you're reminded every year, oh, I don't get to keep everything that I earn. Well, see, for me it's worse because I don't have anything withheld. Mm. And so I do see the whole thing, and then I do see the whole thing fly Go away you know <laughs> fly out in little bits and bites uh, mm-hmm. from my computer at the on tax day so mm-hmm. yeah it's that is a hard pill to swallow sure and i think that there's you know really one thing that that caused us to want to talk about this isn't just how um unhappy the task of filing taxes is or uh, the fact that um, our money flies away it's that there is a, uh, and I've heard it a number of times, a moral argument that Christians shouldn't pay taxes because they don't like how the government spends their money. Mm. That, uh, and I mean, I, I've had people leave our church over it. Mm. Um, I've heard of people who want to move to another uh, state because they don't want anything to do with how Oregon spends mm. their tax money as though every other state's going to get it right. But um, <clears throat> that's, I, I, I mean, I heard that 20 years ago. I heard it just this year, and it's a thing. So, Yeah, if, if you're at all savvy um, and you've done a little bit of research into what the federal government or what the state government, or, and you can take this all the way down, what your school district is doing or what your city is doing, and you go, okay, if I'm giving $10 and 10% of their budget is going to this thing I don't like, maybe it's, something they're teaching in the school, or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's some abortion funding or something through maybe the healthcare system or something like that. And you go, I don't agree with that. I don't want to be a part of what's going on. So I don't want to give my money that direction. 
because I don't want to, maybe, maybe we would say aid and abet what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. And tax season is, is one of those times where, again, that's brought up and you're reminded. Well, and it's brought up in the context of me not liking to see my money fly away. Right. That's so there, I've got like two strikes against me mm-hmm. on that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think one of the things that, that uh, I would suggest to people, and this is really, um, it's a little, it's kind of a practical response is just, uh, you're not paying your taxes is not going to change anything the government spends their money on. Right. In other words, to use it as political protest is a, is extremely ineffective way. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to decide, okay, how is that square with other things I know about the way Jesus talked about taxes mm-hmm. or other things. So, um, to think that you're going to somehow apply political leverage or political protest by withholding your taxes uh, or not paying your taxes is really kind of a, uh, th- that's just your, you're concerned about something that isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one other before, cause we should talk about what Jesus says about this, but we'll get there. Um, one other thing I think that I think about when I'm paying taxes is, and the re- the reason frustration, frustration occurs um, not just the what it's being spent on, but how it's being spent. And I can get pretty frustrated on the on the stewardship side. So you got go- money goes to government, government stewards it in some way. And if you're paying attention to how, let's say, federal spending is happening, you go, wait a second, they're not they're not doing that well. They're not spending that money well. They're not being as efficient as they can be with this. Or um, they're what what were we talking about before we started recording? Uh, I'm looking at the budget right now from the Treasury.gov. Um, right now, eight percent of the budget uh, for the federal government is spent on interest. So mm-hmm. we have to borrow money to keep our budget going the way we want to go. So now, eight percent of the money we spend is on interest. And I, I think is about that th- a lot? That's well, look at your own budget. Are you spending eight percent on interest? Um, so it's not, it's not 8% interest. It's not 8% interest. It's, it's 8%. 8% of all the money the government takes in. Right. Um, do you know how much money the government takes in? Uh, five, no, I don't have it in front of me. Trillions. Trillions. 8% <laughs> of trillions is a lot of money, isn't it? 8% trillions is a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't even matter how many doesn't trillions. doesn't matter how many trillions. Once you get to lot. trillion, 8% is a lot. Yes. Yes. And then... Um, so you're, t- you're objecting here not on moral grounds, that they spend it on immoral things. You're you're saying it frustrates you on practical grounds that uh, it's inefficient, it's not well spent, and mm-hmm. you would like some other kind of accountability, perhaps, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I've I remember being uh, I was at work one day and people were griping about taxes as people do. Really. And <laughs> I remember saying, um, just at a practical government level, we need to figure out what we expect the government to do, and should supply enough funds for them to do it just at, just at a practical level. Um, and people kind of thought about that for a second and well, that makes a lot of sense. But then, but then they really wanted to go, go back to complaining. So they said, ah, yeah, yeah, but whatever, they don't use it well, which is back to the efficiency argument. Um, there, there are things we expect the government to do. There are uh, the big things in the budget are social security and healthcare and um, national defense. There are things that government is designed to take care of. And those things cost money. They, they can't do them for free. Um, so, but I get frustrated when, hey, you spend a billion dollars on this and it doesn't work the way you want it to. Or, um, if, for instance, in our city, we have, a, we have a soda fountain on one of the streets. We can't get 
uh, funding for all the, the radio communications we want for the police department. But we have a soda fountain. We uh, do? We do. <laughs> we have a soda fountain on Main Street. So just that How kind of thing. How do I miss that? Because <laughs> it's not that important. It, doesn't, it shouldn't be there, in my view. Okay. Uh, but just at a, what should government be doing? They should be doing X, Y, Z. And are they doing it well? And then you, you see other things they're spending money on. Oh, you can't even do X, Y, Z well. Why, why are you spending money over here? Well, and we looked at this uh, chart and 12% is, or no, 14% is spent on something we couldn't even figure out what it was. Right. And that's 14% of the federal government. And, right. we, and we don't know what that label even means. So My favorite anyway. is that uh, general government is a category and it's 2% of the budget, <laughs> which... You think it's There's just kind of what government does, general government? Isn't the whole thing general government? <laughs> so anyway, there there are all that to say. There are several <laughs> reasons you might be frustrated. That's government miscellaneous. Two <laughs> percent of trillions is miscellaneous. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so you're all you're getting your receipts together. You're getting your forms together. You're you may even be paying someone to do the forms for you because it gets so complicated. And there are reasons to be frustrated. And we want to. Uh, look at what Jesus says about this and, and figure out how am I supposed to pay taxes? How am I supposed to engage this thing that is frustrating? Um, should I pay taxes? I was should say, I do any of this That's the first stuff? question is yep. should you, not how should you, but should you? Yeah. Right. So where, where would you start, Scott? Well, I would start by asking you, Eric. Okay. And I would go to one of the Gospels. <laughs> there you go. I thought you might. Um, so in the Gospel of Matthew, there is a story where uh, this particular frustration um, the Pharisees used to try to entangle Jesus. And nope. this stop on that. They're going to entangle Jesus <clears throat> with a question about God and politics. Yeah, that is something timeless. Timeless. I, I thought I thought that happened for the first time a couple years ago. No, this is new. Yeah, this is not new. Okay. So uh, this is Matthew twenty-two and starting in verse fifteen. It says, Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle him in his words. And they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully. And you do not care about anyone's opinion. They're just buttering him up from the very beginning. I know. When, when people have challenged me on politics, uh, they, didn't <laughs> they, start start that, like they didn't start like that. I'm just going to say. They say, For you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? That's, that's a pretty great response. I didn't really answer that way either myself, so <laughs> nice. I'll say that. And Jesus said, Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to, to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to, said to them, Therefore render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. So one of the things... Um, I think is interesting here is he looks at the money, what whose image is on the money, um, and if Caesar's image is on the money, he's in control of how that money works. He's the government that's working there, uh, and Jesus says, "Yeah, Caesar things go to Caesar," um, but he adds, "Basically, um, where is God's image?" And I mm -hmm. always go back to uh, Genesis, and, and God made people in the image of God. So he's, he's kind of doing the subversive thing again that we've talked about a number of times. He's saying, yeah, you, you need to, with your money, um, pay taxes as you ought, but I'm going to ramp it up even more. Where does the image of God lie? And mm -hmm. you need to give those things to God. And we are image bearers, so we ought to be giving ourselves to God. So it's, 
yep, image bearers pay taxes, Submit. and we give ourselves um, to God as well. Subvert, yes, yep. submit and subvert, yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so that's, and the, and the thing is, I mean, you pointed this out um, before, and when we talk, whenever we talk about uh, the first century government, we just remind people that that was not the best government. No. I mean, it was, uh, I think most Americans would really prefer what we've got mm-hmm. to what they had. And yet Jesus still said, right. uh, render your taxes to Caesar. Right. Uh, it's not about evaluating on tax day whether or not they're doing the right thing. Yeah. You don't weigh the character of the government and say, ah, oh, you didn't earn it this year. Right. They're, they're right to, I think another way to say it, and we, we'll get to this in a second too, is that their right to levy taxes is not dependent on mm. uh, how perfectly they're doing right. you know, the, their job. Right. And, and if I can if I can press the point a little bit more, it, the Pharisees go along with the Herodians, um, which reminds us of Herod, King Herod. And if you're talking about corrupt government, uh, often the reason I hear about I don't want to pay my taxes is probably something with Christians associated with abortion or something like that. Herod, King Herod, is the guy who, when he heard about Jesus, the coming king being born, decided to kill all the babies that were um, of infant age in the area because he thought, ah, this is how I'll get rid of the king. That's the government they're talking about. Um, when and, and Caesar's an occupy, basically an occupier uh, in Israel at this time. So do you think the, the Jews were happy about paying taxes to the person who had occupied them? Mm-hmm. They're not happy about that, and they're definitely not happy about Herod. Um, so at multiple levels, it's not just a government we don't like. It's a government that was never ours in the first place and invaded us, um, and we have Herod, basically the baby killer. Um, so, yeah, I think well, we different, would... Different here, but same position, basically. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's interesting that they all had the same... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very confusing in your Bible reading, for sure. But yeah. um, uh, So let's just say that first century Jews were not psychopaths in getting their taxes they done They were early. not paying their taxes early. They did not like to do that. Yep. Where's another spot? This, there's, that's obviously the go-to, the classic passage about taxes, but where else would you go? The classic. Classic. The, the timeless, the one, yes, <laughs> timeless the, text. There, I mean, the, the reality is the, the, whenever you're talking about government, you get right into taxes. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's very, really only when you're saying pray for your govern, government or governing authorities, is there not taxes Mm-hmm. addressed really but but here in Romans chapter 13 are the one that really is sort of the seminal text for all um, church relations with government mm-hmm. uh, ends with these words pay all to what is owed them taxes to whom taxes are owed revenue to whom revenue is owed respect to whom respect is owed honor to whom honor is owed mm-hmm. and uh, that of course, follows, and I'm just assuming that <laughs> out of mercy for the listener, I didn't want to read the whole thing because we read it almost every week, right? Let every person be subject to governing authorities. It's this text, right? Mm-hmm. No authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So they're, so basically saying that government is instituted by God and therefore pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. So there's a connection between paying your taxes and the government being ordained by God. Right. That their right to tax you is because they are a servant of God. And so it isn't 
like I said a minute ago, how well they're doing that service. It's right. just the role they have as a servant of God allows them to levy taxes or gives them permission. And um, there is a the other thing that's there, and it's a it's uh, you have to think about it a little bit more. But there is a connection between the common good and what the government is designed by God to do. Mm. In other words, you're paying your taxes not merely so that there can be some fat cat politicians, um, you know, have a nice party. Right. Uh, you're paying your taxes because God has designed that government works for the common good. And that common good then is what you support when you pay your taxes. And this mm-hmm. is, I, I, will get, I will say, this has been kind of an adjustment for me. Mm. as uh, you know, as a homeowner, not so much on tax day in April, but on tax day in November, mm. when property taxes come, say, for school levies, there's always like a school levy right. involved. And, you know, every time I look at that, my eyes get big and say, how can they do this? I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Mm. And then I realize, you know what? This There are, there are people that are depending on this or there are children that are benefit by this and there is a common good element now yeah we can parse all of the little details about school curriculum but i'm not talking little details i'm just saying the entire system is designed for the common good or at least should be pursuing the common good Mm -hmm. and so my thoughts about how i you know even taxes we get levies for parks too this is all property taxes and i'm you know, my days of playing in parks are for the most part over. But the reality is I care about a lot of people who mm. do take their families to the parks and who do benefit from them. Right. And I've got to decide then as an exile here in Babylon mm-hmm. whether I'm going to work for the common good and pray for the good of uh, the city mm-hmm. or whether I'm going to uh, somehow act like all my stuff is mine and don't right. you touch it. You know, the, right. there is this sense in which it is almost greedy to say all my stuff is mine and mm-hmm. I'm not sharing any of it with you. And, and I don't want the government to make me do that. Right. It's very American of you. Very liberal American of you. If we Thank go you. all Thank the way you. back I'm, to that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite liberal myself. <laughs> yes. Um, that's a, that's a throwback joke for those who don't haven't heard that episode. Uh, Liberal is not just quote unquote left. It's basically all Americans. Um, one of the other things as we're looking at that, that passage is uh, for there's no authority except from God. That doesn't, that doesn't throw an adjective on authority. It's not good authority. There's no good authority except from God. It's just authorities. And some of them, though their end is supposed to be common good, um, they may be doing that poorly. They may not be doing the thing um, they're responsible for. Uh, but if that's the case, that doesn't mean I get to go, ah, you're doing this poorly, so now I'm going to hold things back because um, what we're responsible for is to interact with that authority the way we're supposed to interact with it, even if even if it's not doing its responsibility well. Um, and you're talking about kind of protest, protest uh, hmm. lack of taxes. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about the government we sit in that is different from the government Jesus sat in is that we do have some say that they don't have. Um, mm-hmm. We can, well, one, we get to vote. We get to vote on uh, the people who 
are the executives that spend that money or the legislators who decide where that money comes from. So there, there's a, uh, an involvement that it was not in Jesus's day in that particular government. And we can, we can advocate for things. If, we, uh, if, if you're frustrated about something, I would say, put your, put your energy to um, different use than just saying, ah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay my taxes. You can, you can talk with people, you can um, advocate for something different, and then you can, you can vote. And it may not go the way you want, but those are more applicable, more reasonable actions than just saying, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to give them the, the denarius. Well, you're going to get more done with those other actions mm-hmm. than this. And, um, yeah, you, you'll, you can tell that Eric's an involved citizen and runs for office and actually does what he says we should do. So I appreciate that about you, Eric. Um, but, again, I, I think it's important to remind Christians that the uh, even Jesus didn't protest by withholding taxes, mm. and that that the way Jesus uh, handled the Roman government was not by overpowering it either. Mm. And Jesus submitted himself and was killed by it. So everyone says, "Well, that's not a very good plan." Well, yeah, it's not exactly the plan that I would pick. But it's a plan that Jesus picked. Mm-hmm. And so the, the subversion is not your tax protest. It's not your parade even. It's really the message of the gospel that says mm-hmm. the way uh, up is down and the way to really live is to die to yourself and to, to follow Jesus and to proclaim a different king. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right. I think we need to really keep the, the separation between, not separation, that's not right, but really, we if we expect the message to subvert, right? And we expect that the behavior does not detract from the message, and that includes paying taxes. And so, when we get those two in the right place, then I think we're going to be able to uh, affect change in a different way right. than we would if we were just shaking our fists and saying, "I'm going to take my money and go home." And I think the other thing I would say about you know. T- not paying my taxes as a means of protest is simply, it's very hard to dissect your motives, mm. or at least it would be for me, because I want to be all self-righteous and say, mm. you guys are doing it wrong, as I cackle and right. say, ah, ah, and I get to keep my money. Right. See, I, I mean, those are, those are two separate things, and yep. they're... You just, it, I don't know how you separate them. Right. If I, if I, can, if I could find the 0.01% of spending I disagree with, and, and maybe it's a bigger percentage, but then go, up, oh, you don't get any of my money. Uh, that's pretty hard to pull those apart and go, hey, I get to keep all my money if I disagree with something, mm-hmm. which, again, is not the posture that Jesus uh, has given us in the scriptures. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think we need to spend, th- this probably goes without saying, but I'll repeat it for my sake, we pr- to be submissive and subversive, we probably need to spend more time proclaiming the king. That's mm-hmm. the subversive part, um, not the, I'm a Christian, so I'm not going to give you my money. How mm. much more subversive would it be to um, submissively pay my taxes and say, I belong to a kingdom that's coming, mm-hmm. um, and I don't have— And live like that. Yeah, and I don't have anxiety about living in this world, um, not world, that, that's uh, living in this land now, waiting for the new heavens and new earth, mm-hmm. because my hope's not attached here, and my hope is somewhere else. So I don't have to have anxiety about where this goes or where it doesn't go. Um, 
maybe to put to make this even a little bit more complex, uh, I would also encourage us to uh, one not not be fearful about where things are going because that that's not our responsibility. Our, our sovereignty lies elsewhere. Um, but also, don't be unthinking about paying taxes. Taxes. I know in the past for me, when I specifically when I was doing my own taxes, I would get TurboTax out and be doing the thing, and I would often um, default to uh, almost like give the government the benefit of a doubt when when it okay if I if it's this or this, and I wasn't really sure which one it was, um, I would be I would be faulting, so I'd be end up paying more I just because I wasn't you, sure. You do have a good attitude. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm cautioning against that. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so I, I would default, oh, I, I probably owe more. And well, if it confused you, if it confused you, I need to tell you that Albert Einstein said, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. It's, there it's you go. Pretty difficult. So yeah. you're in good company when you have questions like that. So, so if you guys have questions, uh, like Einstein, um, I would recommend... Maybe it takes a little bit of learning, but if there's a, a tax break, if there's a tax credit, if there's if there's something you're doing, um, don't default to, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to pay my taxes. I'm not going to try to do any of that stuff. That stuff's not cheating. That stuff is designed into the system. And if we do a little bit of a history lesson, um, if you recall, this country started not with income tax. That's a new. That's a fairly new invention in this in this country. We started with tariffs. We would uh, put tariffs on things as they were imported in, and that's how we funded the government. Um, and then during the Civil War, you had some of the first taxes on incomes. Um, the Wilson administration, I think, brought in um, permanent income taxes. Um, and then we had that withholding thing later, which is supposed to be temporary. What's the, that might be a Reagan line. What's more, what's more permanent than a temporary government program? Um, I, it might not be Reagan. But um, so all, all of the things that, we, that you may think is a loophole or is a credit or this other thing, th those are designed to not discourage activities in the country that taxing would discourage. So there's a credit for having children because we don't want to go, oh, it's going to be hard to have children. So if you have dependents, even if you have 27 dependents, there are credits for you that. You go, Eric. <laughs> no. no. Uh, there, there are credits for that because um, it's inherent that taxing discourages things. So if we mm -hmm. if we go up, we're gonna we're gonna do a blanket discouragement of everything, but we don't want to discourage having children. So there's a credit for that. We don't want to discourage buying a house. So there's a, there's a credit for that. Um, we don't want to discourage charitable giving. Um, so there's there's credit for that. And I think in a past episode we walked through the what is it, like 27 different 501c1, 501c2, 5, there's there's a bunch of those because we remember it so well. <laughs> I, I like that was pretty funny for me. Um, but they did that. The government did that. Congress did that because they knew we're, we're basically doing a blanket discouragement on the whole country. But there are things that are for the common good that we don't want to discourage. So we're going to put these different exceptions in place. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not saying, hey, give charitable contributions so that you can write them off. But I am saying if you're giving charitable contributions, make, I sure, to say, make sure you put I them in I want to say taxes. you can. <laughs> Does that make sense, though, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and it is interesting that, um, and I think important to recognize that it, it does go back to the other things we, we talked about. We had a whole episode, I think, once on intermediate institutions. Mm -hmm. That is some of the tax code. Right. Is there because they, you know, they recognize um, and we recognize 
that intermediate institutions are important and neighborhoods are important and uh, church uh, communities are important and lots right. of intermediate institutions are supported in that way and they encourage uh, participation in those intermediate institutions mm-hmm. uh, even in the tax code so yeah that's a, it's a real thing really so yeah so so we're you're really trying to find the almost the golden mean like we're supposed to submit to this but don't do it unthinkingly and figure out what what is the system we have and and utilize it as it is designed to be utilized um, and be a be a thinking citizen and uh, not just a oh well I'm supposed to do this well, I appreciate that because I haven't really, I mean, I've always just been a nickel and dimer and tried to. Well, and frankly, I was probably that way because I didn't want to get in trouble. You were, <laughs> Let's be I'm just going to give you, you have such a good attitude. <laughs> Me, I was more, I was more like uh, Dave Barry. What, what, what did Dave Barry Dave say? Barry said, it's income, time ta- uh, income tax time again. Americans, time to gather up those receipts, get out those tax forms, sharpen up that pencil, and stab yourself in the aorta. <laughs> oh, man. See, Eric thought he was going to get rid of some of these jokes, but he I... snuck them in. We're snuck sneaking them in. in, yep. Well, what's the, what's the final takeaway? Not a joke. What's, just what's the final takeaway, Scott? Oh, no more jokes? No more jokes. So the real serious word here, the one that we meant to have this episode to uh, communicate is this. We want to remind Christians to pay their taxes as a way of submitting to God, as a way of um, pursuing the common good. And it's our hope that uh, some of this conversation will relieve you of uh, the, the pressure or the anxiety that some of the government's money is used for things you don't agree with. Mm. So uh, f- as a way of uh, pursuing the common good and submitting to God, um, I'm going to pay my taxes. There you go. There you go. It's future. I already did it. I'm just going to say it's future. <laughs> and it'll be last minute. I'm just yep. going to say. Yep. Just like that college paper. Yep. Well, well, we'll leave it with that final word. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and rate us. If you find what we're doing helpful, a review goes a long way to getting this to other people. Share it with a friend. If you have questions, send them to comment at cityonahillpodcast.com. We cannot answer tax questions. You'll have to ask someone else about that. Ooh. Um, And we look forward to the next conversation and go do your taxes.